the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Family Oneness, an exciting broadcast focused on God's families. Here, we will be discussing insightful, powerful, life-changing applications from the Word of God. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bless you and welcome again to Family Oneness, focused on the family, a Bible-centered time of encouragement, sharing a word for fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, grand and godparents, all that make up our family unit. It's a word of strength and encouragement. The family we know is God's central power unit for changing lives and strengthening faith. I'm your host, Pastor Bree Jackson. I'm a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop Ari Jackson. I'm excited to be here with you again. Our message today is empowered to do the extraordinary. Our reference scripture is found in the book of St. John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, and verses 26 and 27. I want to welcome my co-host, Bishop R.A. Jackson. Welcome, Bishop Jackson. Good morning, everyone. He will join us at the close of our broadcast to say a prayer for our families. Family of God, open your Bible and turn with me to St. John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, and 26 and 27. These are the words of Jesus. The scripture reads, I am the true vine, and my father is the husband. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Verse 3, Now ye are chosen through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Dropping down to verse 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye shall also bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Amen. Family of God, today we're focusing on the Master's plan to empower His people to do the extraordinary. This incredible, duteous power was given so that we could be a witness of His Son, Jesus Christ. A witness that has tasted and seen that the Lord is good one that has been sick and is now healed. One that was down and now we're moving forward. One that was disappointed, but now running in an appointed overflow. One who was burdened down and has been lifted up 
I'm talking about a witness of the Lord, a witness of the unmitigating, unchangeable, unmovable power of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is our mission today. Nobody can tell it like I can tell it what the Lord has done for me. Families of the Most High God, for this is the reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant us to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, and that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, that we may be rooted and grounded in love, and may have power to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled with all fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Somebody shout. It's my time. It's our time family of God to do the extraordinary by this family of God. I'm stressing that God gives us special power, extraordinary power for the extraordinary challenges of this life to do his will, his way. We know this because in St. Luke chapter 24, it says you are witnesses, but stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high power on high will be essential for expanding the witness of this world's mission. In Acts 1 and 8, it says, And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and all of Judea, and in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. The power is essential for the challenges ever expanding the witness of Christ. We can have strong faith, families of God, because we know that this extraordinary power fell on the Christians at Pentecost. It says in Acts 2 and 4 that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and this power, this unusual fullness came upon the church and its messengers again and again in the early church just to address those special challenges. And Acts 4 and 8, it says, then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost spoke to rulers of the people and they saw the boldness with, with which he spoke. Later in verse 31, it says, when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and was filled with the spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. The Bible says in Acts 6, 5, Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit and faith and the Jews could not withstand the wisdom with which he spoke. In Acts 13 and 9, it says, Paul filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently on Elimus and said, we need, we need today to be on full, shall be full. Because Ephesians 6 and 12 in the King James Version, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with the physical family of God, but against the rulers, against those powers, against this world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. We're talking about doing the extraordinary in Christ Jesus. We know this by looking at our daily life in our homes, in our children, in our relationships, in our families, on the freeway, on the highway, can't go out shopping. Children are being murdered in school. Saints of God, it's time to recognize and set our house in order. This power, this unchallengeable, no one, no man, no 
corporation, no company, no, no science, no country can override the word of God. It is God only that does this extraordinary work. Fathers, mothers, sons, and daughters shout, it's my time. In the word, we must take note not to become family of God, callously indifferent to the meaning of the scriptures. God uses at the analogy of an olive tree to describe how we get this extraordinary opportunity. Somebody say it's an opportunity. It's our capacity to do extraordinary accomplishments. Israel's God's chosen people in the Old Testament was broken off of this olive tree because of unbelief. And others, the Gentiles in the New Testament, were grafted in because of true belief. But Paul warns in the book of Romans chapter 11, there is no room for pride because God did not spare the natural branches, his own chosen people. When they fell into unbelief, neither will he spare us if we do the same. Now notice Paul's conclusion. For I do not desire, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own opinion that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come. And so all Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion. He will turn away ungodliness from Jacob for this, my covenant with them. When I take away their sins concerning the gospel, they were enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers for the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. It's irreversible. It's irrevocable. The gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. I want to take an opportunity and share more about this. It means this simply. It means there's a trick from that old enemy called the devil that looks like we've been grafted in because we have power. We are strong, but really it may be the inertia of somebody else's overflow. In other words, Paul is warning us that this power comes with responsibility. We cannot be calloused to think that God will, he will deal with or put up with, or he would conclude with our disobedience in any form. We must be careful that we are obeying the one Jesus Christ, who is righteous and not the one who mimics Jesus Christ called Satan. We must be careful as families of God that when we feel strong, we check ourselves to make sure we're standing on the word of God. Somebody say, I got that family of God. The reason why this is so important, especially today, is that inertia is inconsistent. It's not constant. Eventually it will run off and we're left sometimes feeling like God is not hearing our prayer. But let me remind you the one that sits high and looks low. Let me remind you that God who sits high family of God, he looks low. He hears every prayer and he sees everything. So when you feel like you're running out of power, Remember, you've been given an extraordinary gift from God. You've been given an extraordinary access point to God through the Holy Spirit. You've been given an extraordinary power. You've been empowered to do the extraordinary. Somebody today will say, well, Pastor Bree, you don't know what I'm going through. 
my rent, my children, my family. Remember, the enemy must wear you down first before he takes you to the mat. He must get rid of that faith. He must get rid of that word. He must wear you down by using inertia, false inertia. But you stay strong. When he says no, you say yes. When he says would never happen, you say it's happening right now. And God is manifesting it to me. Somebody today knows where I'm going. Do not give up your strong position, your strong hole for a false message message for a false messenger for the one who is the father of all lies instead stand on the word of God and remember you've been empowered to do the extraordinary family of God remember extraordinary means beyond what is usual ordinary regular or established exceptional in character amount extent or degree noteworthy remarkable God has granted us this exceptional extraordinary power to perform his work and to be his witness as families. God has granted this to us and we must understand it. We must remember that treasures are made out of power, pressure and time harnessed by a great God. So when we think we're under such harsh conditions, we ask ourselves, where is the wisdom under these harsh conditions? Where are the blessings under this harsh conditions? Where's the prosperity? Remember, God melts rocks to make mountains. He crushes earth to form seas. He devastates darkness every morning with light. He will take care of you. Fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, aunts, uncles, cousins, and friends. We must be careful to not allow the mimicker and his mimicry to deceive us into becoming complacent. We don't have to do. We don't have to pray. We can handle matters according to our heart. We can treat people the way we want to treat them. Our connection, our root, our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the light. Someone shout amen. The reason for this is this mimicry causes our graft to fail. Our graft occurs when the rootstock, the actual psychon, becomes partly or fully separated. And it becomes impermeable. And then family of God decay sits into the wood around it and it doesn't take form. Oh, but when we stay strong, when we stay in the word, when we do according to what Jesus did, when we follow his example, when we are led by the Holy Spirit, we can be grafted in and no one will ever know the difference. We'll look like the original tree stump will look like the the vine that we're attached to will grow in the same attributes somebody knows where i'm going we'll start to look like sound like a heavenly being sit down on earth for a godly purpose in other words those blockers in our life will be removed can't will leave and can do will move in hallelujah lack will leave and abundance will come in today as families of god we need this extraordinary power because we are living in extraordinary times somebody shout amen firstly family of god as we're talking about we've been empowered to do the extraordinary empowered to do the extraordinary we must embrace in saint mark chapter 11 verses 23 through 25 from the message bible it says this jesus was matter of fact embrace this god life remember embrace it and nothing will be too much for you this mountain for instance just say go jump in the lake no shuffling shilling or shouting and as good as done 
That's why I urge you to pray for absolutely everything, ranging from small to large. Include everything as you embrace this God life, and you'll get God's everything. And when you assume the posture of prayer, remember, it's not all asking. If you have anything against someone, forgive only then will your Heavenly Father be inclined to also wipe your slate clean of sins. Again, read from the Message Bible. Family of God, embrace Embrace this life. Embrace the fullness of God. Uh, don't allow our minds to self-select for us, but instead consume the whole word of God. As a father, as a mother, son of a daughter, family members and friends, we must understand that embrace in this form is complete, entire, nothing missing, nothing lacking. Sounds like faith. In other words, embrace is forced to take on fully, have a completely changed life, not a changeable life, but a changed life through the word of God to stand immovable on the promises that God has given us as families. We do not descend. We do not acquiesce. Instead, we step up, we pray up and we come up. Family of God, we must embrace the God life. Amen. We see what embrace meant to Jesus in St. Matthew chapter 26 verses 47 through 54. We see that this is the time in which he's about to be betrayed our Lord and master. And we know that at one time Jesus tells them who he is in St. Matthew chapter 26. But I want to be around verse number 52. It says, then said Jesus unto him, put up again that sword in its place for all they that take the sword shall perish by the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it must be. Jesus is saying, if I don't embrace this God life, how will the scriptures be fulfilled? We know that he's going to embrace unto death and from death into resurrection and from resurrection into position as the Lord of Lord and King of Kings forever. All, every knee and every tongue, hallelujah, will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We know that he embraced the God life to its fullest. Somebody shout amen. Family of God, as a mother, I often think of this scripture when I feel betrayed by my own thoughts. Uh, when it says I'm tired, I'm frustrated. It's all on me. I have so much to do. I just don't understand. And then we get into the people conversation, you know, that mind talk that happens. But I have to remind, the Bible says remind, I have to put my flesh under subjection to the word of God and say, I embrace this God life. What God has for me is for me. I must embrace, I must make my body be in subjection to the word of God. And so I find myself remembering the words of Jesus. How then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it must be? A songwriter said it like this. Anyway, you bless me, Lord. I'll be satisfied. Taking a break from our lesson today, we're talking about empowered to do the extraordinary. If you're preparing for worship and route to worship, or maybe you're at home today. We're in St. John chapter 15 verses 1 through 8 and 26 through 27. Again, empowered to do the extraordinary. We've talked about embracing, fully embracing. We see Jesus did this when he was being captured. He spoke in verse 52 and said for them to put away the sword. 
He said, for all that take the sword shall perish with the sword. But he went on to embrace fully by giving up his life. He said, so that the scriptures would be fulfilled, that thus it must be. Family of God, we need to embrace fully the God life so that we can continue, be prepared and receive the power to do the extraordinary. Family of God, secondly, after embrace, we have empowered. We see this in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13 from the Message Bible. It says, Samuel took his flask of oil and anointed him with his brothers standing around watching. The Spirit of God entered David like a rush of wind, God vitally empowering him for the rest of his life. Samuel left and went home to Ramah. We see this empowerment happening in first Samuel chapter 16, when Samuel is anointing David as king, there's so much happening in the scripture. Again, read from the message Bible, family of God, we take note. There's going to be people watching. Hallelujah. We take note. It was the spirit of God that entered David. We take note that the message brings out a rush of wind. Sounds like an upper room experience. As families, we want to be empowered. We want to be empowered to win. We want to be empowered to stay strong. We want to stay empowered to stand on the word of God. We want to be empowered to never give up. We want to be empowered to be here for the long haul. We want to be empowered to be a witness for Christ. Our reference scripture is found in 2 Kings chapter 5, talking about being empowered. This is the story, families of God of Naaman. The Bible says he's a captain of the host of the king of Syria. He was a great man with his master. He was honorable, but he had a problem. He had leprosy. He was a leper. In 2 Kings chapter 5, the Bible says this in verse 2, And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captives out of the land of Israel, a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. The Bible says that she goes on and after she sees the situation, she goes to her mistress, to the wife of Naaman, and she says, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Family of God, this is where empowerment comes into play. She's a captive. She's been taken captive. But yet there's something in her. There's there's something about her that she remembers the situation. One can only imagine the, the uh, amount of great favor she would receive in the end. Somebody say favor in the end. Hallelujah. And she tells Naaman's wife that there is a prophet in Samaria and he would recover him. The story goes on family of God and we know that Naaman takes this on and he goes to the king of Syria and ask him for a letter. And he sends this letter, family of God, to the other kingdom. Sometimes we got to go distance to get that empowerment. We got to preach a little longer and not give up on our ministry or not become inconsistent or not be so uh, uh, quick to give up in our home because maybe people aren't listening. No, you may have to go the distance. The Bible says he goes to the king of Israel, takes the letter to to the king of Israel. The king of Israel knows the power of the king of, of Syria. And he's saying, why did he send this impossible thing to me? And the Bible says, family of God, that Elisha, the man of God in verse eight, he had heard that the king of Israel was afraid and rent his clothes. In other words, he heard 
the region he was in, the leader over the region he was in, had a problem. So the Bible says he sent Naaman and came with his horses to meet Elisha. Somebody knows exactly where this is going. Empowerment, go the distance. You may feel that you yourself are captive, but when the spirit of God rushes on the inside of you, God has sent that to us so that we will know that he's with us. Be not afraid. Be of good courage for your God will deliver you as families. We go on and see that not only does Elijah tells Naaman what to do, but uh, Naaman was a little wroth with the instructions. Uh, that sounds like families of God, a little wroth, upset, not happy with what Elijah asked him to do. You know, the story, the Bible says he didn't ask him to do something honorable. He told him to go and bathe go and wash in Jordan. And it was even deeper than that families of God. He didn't go himself. Oh no. Elijah sent a messenger. So not only is Naaman expecting some tremendous demonstration, but the man of God doesn't even come and deliver the message himself. Some of us don't be disappointed in the process approach, the methodology that God uses to get you the message. Be willing to receive the message and the messenger. In verse 11, families of God, he had a way he wanted it to be done. Is that our problem today, families of God? Do we have a way we want it to be done? He said he should come out here and he should stand before me and that he should call on the name of the Lord as God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. But God's way is perfect. As we continue to read families of God, we know that Naaman's servants came and spake with him and said in verse 13, if the, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, you would have done it. How much easier is it for you to go and wash in Jordan? And the Bible says that as after he went, he followed the instruction, somebody, he dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child. And he was clean in verse 14. Not only did he go, he followed instructions as families of God today to be empowered to do the extraordinary. We see we must fully embrace. And then after we embrace me, we must receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, of God's spirit, of God's breath, of God's will, God's way, complete and perfect according to his word. Somebody knows where I'm going to be empowered is the fully perfected will of God working in our being, working in our life. God's perfected way, no changes, no revisions, no edits, just purely solely God's word. Somebody today hear this by the spirit of God. God works by his spirit. Families of God, we must embrace, we must be empowered, and then we must be equipped According to St. Luke chapter 24 verses 45 through 49 in the message Bible, he went on to open their understanding of the word of God, showing them how to read their Bibles this way. He said, you can see now how it is written that the Messiah suffers, rises from the dead on the third day, and then a total life change through the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed in his name to all nations, starting from here, from Jerusalem. You're the first to hear and see it. You're the witnesses. What comes next is very important. I'm sending what my father promised to you. So stay here in the city until he arrives, until you are equipped with power from on high. 
Jesus has equipped us. He's equipped us with the Holy Spirit as he promised. Families of God, I'm of the, the heart today to share with you that this empowerment to do the extraordinary must be our mindset. It must be the place in which we settle. We must settle, put our stake in the ground and say, I've been empowered from on high. We must have this position so that we will not be discouraged by what we see, what we hear, and what we have experienced. We must understand that as the leaders of our family, as the champions of this age, we must have victory. Jesus Christ promised it to us, and we will have the victory when we are empowered with the Spirit of God to be a witness. Praise the Lord. Bishop, while the Spirit of God is still moving, Will you please come and say a prayer for our families? Let us pray. Lord God, your families today are stirring up the gift that you have given us, making much room for much power, not our own might, but your might. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your amazing love has been poured out for us at the cross and poured into us by the Holy Spirit, we want to taste and experience more of the depth and breadth and length and height of your amazing love. Help us to walk by faith. Help us to endure in suffering. Help us to fully embrace your son, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. So pour out your love in our hearts in increasing measure. By the power of your Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we stand on the word of God today. We are victorious. We bless your name now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Someone say amen and amen. Bless God, bless God. Thanks again for listening to Family Oneness, where we're sharing the word of God that encourages our hearts and connects us to the Lord. Bishop and I aspire to continually be a voice of one crying in the wilderness for our families. Because we know from Genesis to Revelations, it's all about a bloodline and that bloodline being the family of God. The Family Oneness Prayer Circle sends our best and love to you all. And now a word from one of our young church leaders. Hi. I'm Deacon Elijah Torian. We are having a service at The Rock Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Our virtual Sunday morning service is live at 1045 a.m. to 1145 a.m. on our Solid Rock Facebook page at Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith. We are located at 611 Amador Street in the city of Vallejo, and our cross street is Florida. Our Wednesday night Bible study is service to start at 630 p.m. to 730 p.m., also virtual at our Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith Facebook page at Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith. More information can be found at srcof.org. Feel free to share your prayer requests with us online. Bishop, Pastor, and I look forward to seeing you there. We will, we will see, see you at, at the, rock. the Rock. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.